0: I'm the one spreading my blades. You the one saying my name. I'm the one doing my thing. Let's go man, we back with another one, man. Cloud Cow Sessions. We in the building. We got a very special guest, but before that, your boy WAP. It's the young homie Autumn, you feel me? <laughs> yes sir, yes sir. We got the immaculate. Bossy in the building, man. What's going on, man? It's good, y'all. How y'all doing? How
1: y'all doing? You, you dropped the first yeah. today, huh? Immaculate, you know what I mean? I like it. I like it. Immaculate. immaculate. you know
2: what I mean? That yeah. That. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm
0: saying? Get the gab, all the day Exactly. Man, <laughs> shout out to y'all, man. You teach me a new word every day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Appreciate you coming through today, bro. Yeah, yes, up sir. Up sir up up, no problem. problem. Yeah, finishing your busy schedule.
2: for having me. Up top. all How you feeling today, man? I'm good, man. You know, just been fucking working and shit. Yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 working, living, all mm-hmm. that, you know, just uh trying to make some shit happen. Right. That's right. all, I'm trying to put this project out. We dropping on the fourteenth. So mm-hmm. I feel I'm Yeah, coming through fresh too, huh? You know, trying <laughs> yeah. to try <laughs> so every time. time. Yeah. a little bit a little bit you know yeah. tell the folks what you rocking yeah. uh this yeah. is Masi shit right here this yeah. is the Saturday day jacket you know we got the we up logo on it. we got okay. flying of judah you know we got the uh batman yeah. star wars you know all these superheroes yes, ghost rider you know in the pocket and then the bossy logo on the back mm-hmm. and then we got the play drew Banger shirt because you should always play drew Banger. <laughs> you know it's the man's
1: uh and then, you know some G star and some Nike and shit. G star, I don't know if they really know, but honestly, if you're looking at this shit, the patches, the way the craft is on this shit, quality. we gotta, nah, get, yeah, we gotta yeah. get this I'll shit. Talk to talk this shit. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I made mean, all this shit. This all me, like that type, type shit. That's, that's I went to school with this shit. It's old shit. Like I got the degree in uh, fashion design. In fashion, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn, bro. Yeah. like? Tell us a little bit about that, like. You got into uh,
2: like fashion uh i was in school i went to school in wisconsin i got a tuition a scholarship i used to do like i did have a poetry in high school and shit um but when i went to school i didn't want to do like creative writing as a major <clears> or anything <throat> like that because i never wanted to be like an english teacher and then like that and i always like short writing i don't like long writing like like i love reading books but i don't like i never like i tried to write a book before but that shit is too long like it's too <coughs> much but uh So I didn't want to do that for like school. So I just decided first I was going to do business then I took a math class and then the teacher just, you know, it was like, it was like a big university. So the teacher was not speaking like the clearest English. So it was very like accent and very muddled. but She was moving around six chalkboards and (laughs) a lot of numbers. And I was just like, I can't do this consistently. So I didn't want to do like business or nothing that had me doing no math. And then my homie was doing fashion. He was living. This was my freshman year of college. He was living in the dorms and he was doing fashion as the major. and He was telling me that they don't do no tests. You just got to do projects. That's it. No mm-hmm. tests. That's a lot and of I'm too. always like, I was never a bad test taker. I just hated tests. I get anxiety over that shit. Like you Bro. know, like I just hate tests. Sitting in a dark room. I always be the first one done then I feel like I didn't do it right. Even though I always had to do it well, like I'll just always be the first one done because I'm trying to get out of there more than trying to really do it the right way. You know, so doing, I was just like, fuck it, let me try this class. So the second semester of my first year of college, I took the design class. And then uh, I was just like, oh, I really like it. Like I got to be in the class. It was just the basics of design, but it was tight because I liked the class. It was challenging. I didn't feel like it was too easy for me, so I felt like I could still grow in it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't like I was in class and I wanted to do good because I wanted to do good, not just because I wanted to do great. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. then I was like, alright, fuck it, I'm about to just go with this major. And then I
1: went with that major and just started doing that shit. When mm-hmm. you was growing up and shit, you was like into fashion or like that was something that just kinda of like sparked. I'm you? not
2: really into fashion to be honest. Like I like making shit like my own shit, but like I was never into, like, designer brands and, like, fashion shows and none of that shit. Like, everybody be in class oh God, in and all that shit. Like, you were fucking life. Yeah, nah, it's I was okay, never really into that shit. My, <laughs> I was always, like, I always knew, like, how to be fly, you know? Like, I oh, always you knew i to put the fit together and shit. Like, my parents, like, was always fly in, in my opinion. And, you know, like, they always dressed nice, so it was, like... I always knew how to dress and shit like that. Not always, but, you know, I grew into it. I had two sisters, so mm-hmm. they would tell me, bro, your shirt, you are not know, matching your shoes right now. Your shit, not, you I know, your outfit's yeah. not yeah. working. Yeah. And I would be so high, I'd be like, bro, like, I, stop telling me what to do, bro. I'm going to wear what I want. And then I'd go in the room and change my stuff and be like, nah, I did this because I wanted to. Like, it wasn't okay. even, I was already going to change, like, you know, mm-hmm. but that's really what really got me into knowing how to put clothes together and stuff, but I was never that interested in clothes just because I always felt like I don't know I just always felt like everybody was doing the same thing but the same with music, like you know, everything, every art it's just like there's a mainstream and then there's like the The outskirts and you know so it's just, it depends on what you're doing but it was tight though, I just liked it because I knew I had to be at that school for four years and I was like, I'm going to drop out if I don't know what I'm doing here, so let me just do something I want to do
0: you yeah. so yeah, I mean. you were doing poetry at first and then you went to fashion mm-hmm. what was that well let me hear you begin as a poetry what got you into poetry and then how did that transition into fashion
2: um so like when I was younger my dad worked started working for this organization called Youth speaks which is like a youth poetry organization um, around the Bay Area and basically I was like maybe Eleven or twelve when he started working for them, but my sister she was like a, a teenager too, so she started working on their youth board and doing shit like that. My dad was like one of the executive national program director or whatever, and it's like a poetry org, so like we'd always go to the events, his poetry slams and shit like that. Um, a lot of the people like uh, what's his name, David Diggs. He was like a poet in the poetry slams. He's fucking on the uh what is it? he got the blind spotting movie and he's yeah. on snowpiercer and all mm-hmm. that shit right now uh, Shanaka hodge she's a writer on snowpiercer right now she was in she's a poet in those what's uh, a snowpiercer? it's a show on uh what is it tnt or some like uh, you know but it's like mm-hmm. a network television show. but right, like, these right. are when they was in high school they was all like poets and shit, you know? and okay. i was watching them do these poetry slams oh, yeah. uh, what's his name? george watsky this white rapper who's like mm-hmm. super pop and out of there, uh, all these people. But they would be doing poetry and, you know, I would just be watching that shit, like going to my dad's work events and there's a poetry slam all these young people are doing poems. So I just started liking it. Then uh, Shanaka Hodge, she worked. that's one of the people I was talking about. Uh, she used to run a writing a writing workshop when I was in seventh grade. Um, and she, like I've known her, I know her family, you know, that's like my big sister. So she would just pick me up from school uh, when I was in middle school, I was like 12. She would take it to a writing workshop and it was all like these uh, high schoolers and you know, mm-hmm. older young people, um, but they was all writing poems and like, you know, really into poetry. So I just was like, damn, this is raw. Like, you know, and so I always I just started liking it. And I always liked rap music and I always like liked language and liked writing. Mm-hmm. So it was like a natural progression, but that's what really got me interested in it, just seeing all them do that shit. Um, and then yeah, that was really what it was. And then my dad, You Speaks, they do this, uh, what's it called, this summer poetry festival, international poetry slam called Brave New Voices. Okay. And it's like literally uh, people from all over the country, like different poetry teams from all over the country, like the Philly team, New York, uh, LA, Miami, uh, fucking even, even, even Leeds, London, England, mm-hmm. like, you know, Manchester, like like, we would all be, like, he would it would all be, uh, all these high school students, so it would be their team and, like, their entourage or whatever, there and they would that. all come to, like, one college campus, uh, and we would do, like, a poetry slam, international poetry slam, and, like, hella workshops and hella shit. My dad organized that festival throughout the year, so, before I started doing poetry, I was able to go to the festival, and when I was 13, I was in festivals in Chicago for a week uh, over the summer, and I was just, like, riding my skateboard around, You know, I was just watching them, they was doing poetry slams, like, everybody was raw. Like, when I'm telling you raw, like, I'm telling you, like, this was, like, the height of poetry. Because in 2008, when my dad, like, was, like, maybe his third or third year maybe doing it, HBO had started filming the festival. Hmm. So, that was, the first year I went was 2009, so it was the year right after HBO had filmed it. So HBO special came out. It was Russell Simmons presents Brave New Voices. It was on HBO. It was like it's probably on HBO Max right now. You know what I mean? Um, But it was like a big show, and I remember we was watching like before it came out. We would we would get the rough cut on the CD, and we would watch it in the DVD as a family. Be like, oh, this is super tight, and my dad be like, oh, what you think? What's your advice? Blah blah. blah, You know? Um, But those people in the show became superheroes to me, like all the poets in the show, like Mm -hmm. because they were going on their lives and what they do, and. and then they would show their performances and they just became like just bigger than life so when I went in 2009 because I had watched it so many times more than the average person because I had watching the Rough Cuts and shit like that so it was like I, I went, by the time the show came out I had already seen it maybe four or five times you know so I was just like these people were just huge to me and so when I went in 2009 I was able to see a bunch of those people and like look at like see poetry and just watch it and just it was a vibe, like it was a moment for sure. It's not the same now. Uh, the festival of none of that shit is the same as it was, but it was raw, and that yeah. shit was like that's what got me into like wanted to perform, be on stages, all of that shit, right? All of that
1: shit. That's what really got me into it. Yeah. You um also like I'm <laughs> I know you seem like you're being a little humble right now, but you know, you, you were named Oakland o- Oakland Poet uh Lorra somewhere. Laureate, yeah. 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 yeah, that was no, something I can't like, pronounce it. I thought yeah. I thought he was
2: a British appointed
0: uh poet. I'm <laughs> like, not taking no fucking
2: like, Yeah, no, no, it's like the poet laureate is like the poet for the city. Yeah. And so like uh, and they, st- Oakland started doing like youth poet laureates, you know, because you know everybody catches on the wave at the end of the wave, you know. Mm-hmm. So when the poetry was the wave, and it was like after HBO show and all that, it was all super big. So then like, then youth poets started popping up and being around in Oakland and mm-hmm. you were around the bay. So the uh, Oakland Public Library wanted to do the, they do the youth poet laureate uh, competition, and it's like, it's not a slam, but it's like judges, and you got to write. S A you got you don't know, mm-hmm. do hell of shit like it's like a you know hella shit. Yeah. Uh, but I, I won that in twenty thirteen and so basically it just was like it's like an award for show, like it was like mm-hmm. big, you know, it was like a scholarship, yeah. five thousand dollars scholarship and all of that. But it just let me be able to perform around the city. Every time somebody in the city wanted to public to come spit, they would just yeah. follow, okay. you know uh-huh. You fuck with it? No. Yeah, it was yeah, tight For the year I did it, yeah, it was fun. It was right.
1: fun. Right. I, I thought made was a lot. Of money sure. <laughs> I made a lot of money, right. for sure. I made a lot of money.
0: Sure. I thought you was writing poems for the president and the governor. No, no, sure. no, no. I wasn't writing poems for nobody right.
2: else. Nah, it was all just me like performing at different community events and different stuff like that. um That was 2017, so I was like my last year before I went off to college. So mm-hmm. it was just you know I was making some money before college, and you know I had senioritis, so I was like, oh yeah, I'll do the show. They would pay me like. I was talking talking about this. They would pay me like uh maybe 150 for the three minutes or something. My uncle <laughs> my uncle who who hired me now, who's like my boss right now, but when I was in high school, he had the order. He was still running what he's doing now, but he would pay me like 250 every time he wanted me to perform at the show at the event that's or whatever. Right. You know, we'll so like, I man. would be, you know, I would just be at school and I had a job and stuff outside, but it was just like a little side hustle as well. Mm-hmm. Um that was helpful. That's cool. But yeah, that's how I got into like writing and poetry and all that talk um, um, about poetry, bag out here, man.
0: some bags <laughs> for sure everywhere. It's a bag everywhere. Everywhere. Just, you, definitely.
1: you also um, you talk about your dad a lot too, like, talk yeah. about like you know y'all relationship or just like your family in general. Yeah, uh my family, you know, it's it's,
2: it's just that's like everything. Like, uh my dad, he's from was it like upstate New York, Ithaca, New York, but he was born like at Stanford. Uh my my granddad's from Panama. He came out here when he was sixteen. My grandma from Jacksonville, Florida. She grew up on the uh, Bethune Cookman College campus in Jacksonville. Um, but yeah, my family is just you know my mom she uh from San Diego, but my dad he's like just my you know biggest inspiration, best friend. Like he just always been the person to push me. He always put himself in positions that made me be able to put myself in positions you know what i mean like even when he started working for you speaks and like i'm telling you how much that impact had on me he was making more money at his job before he started working for you speaks but he started doing that because he knew that me and my sisters would benefit from that you know what i mean so just different stuff like that just making selfless decisions um just for the betterment of my life you know that's super tight but yeah my daddy that's like it's like my best friend. Like I was the only son for a minute. I have two little brothers now. Uh, but they're both like my little my my little brother is my uh, junior My dad's. His name's Adari. He's Adari Jr. Uh, my little brother but he's like 2 and then my other brother was just born like a month ago. His name's Eniko. Um dope. Yeah, so you know I was the only boy for a minute and then when my when my parents split up, I was living with my dad for a minute so like we just always been close. It's like my Big brother and pops
1: best friend yeah. and everything you know that's a dope relationship yeah, yeah. definitely like, yeah most definitely man. definitely because <laughs> not a lot of the young black men
0: have fathers figures in a lot that they can definitely reach out for, for, sure. To, so for sure that's, that's
1: definitely sure. major yeah no nah, that's yeah it's, even in general, yeah. bro like to have like a dope-ass connection with your father like you know like or anybody, like even your mom like for you know women the <laughs> out there like it's <clears throat> it takes everything to the next level definitely I mean? like, yeah. definitely and that's yeah
2: my parents my family's always been super supportive and just put me in position to like be the best I can be, you know what I mean? And then also let me like do what I wanna do. Like they never forced me to do anything, um, in terms of like be somebody who I
1: did not want to be or, mm-hmm. you know, so cool. that was that that was just be. Sure. So you, you always
2: been in Oakland, like from the you brought, grew up in Oakland? Pretty much yeah, I mean I grew up in Oakland, um, yeah, all around I was my first eight years of my life we lived in emeryville like on 47th um i went to berkeley montessori school for elementary my, grandma, the was the <laughs> yeah, my grandma was the principal over there when i was little um and then i went to anna yates uh, for one year in emeryville and then we moved to east oakland when i was eight um 55th and Picard- picardy the place mm-hmm. with all the uh, Christmas lights Ugh. in the street. If you from Oakland, you know this. Every year, everybody driving down that street to see everybody's lights and stuff. We was the only house with no lights. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we was those guys. Yo, that was guys. guys. Yo, that's, me. that's me. that's me. He was a Scrooge, you know. We didn't celebrate no trees. No no, 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 no. We don't celebrate Christmas or like that. So like, sure. Kwanzaa, you know. that's interesting. Kwanzaa, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, we right, do right, Kwanzaa, right. but uh, but yeah, even Kwanzaa is like. You know, you don't put lights on the house or nothing like lights. that. Right? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like, like that. It was only literally, it would be so funny. People would be having hell of lights. Everything yeah. I mean, be the only one with no lights. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was, um, yeah, that's where I grew up. And then, uh, yeah, lived in East Oakland for like a minute I, I was like 16. My mom lived over there. My dad had moved to Montclair. He lived up in the hills. He still lived up in the up like higher up the same hill I live on off Keller right now. Uh, and yeah, just always been in Oakland. I went to school in Wisconsin, so that
1: was like five years I was I out like there. Different. That's a crazy shot. story about like your college experience. A crazy college <laughs> yeah. story.
0: I don't, I, was I, don't I don't know.
2: I would say you know it's just random shit. Like when you dealing with. When you dealing with white people in the element, you ever seen American Pie? Yes, <laughs>
0: I've seen white people in the element. But, but, but no, I'm saying, true. you ever seen American yeah, Pie? Yeah, the I mean, movie it. that's right, funny as
2: fuck. So, so like, American Pie, you know, when you first saw you as a little kid, you was like, I really like, I want to go to college, you know what I mean? But there was no black people in American Pie. You know right. what I mean? There was never no black people in American Pie. That's so true. that's what my school that's was. True. It was like American Pie, but there's no black people in American Pie. <laughs> so you just there. And they just having the time, it's like a, I call it a WC, what is the HBCU, a WCU, you know, a white, a white <laughs> cultural university, whatever, like that's what it was, it was yeah. PWI, that's what it's called, but yeah, that's that's what it was, so it's just, it's hella white, hella fucking uh, cold, you know, it's the winter, and i never experienced the winter coming from here, like the real yeah. winter, and I mean, so it was very cold, was before, so oh no, no, I'm no, talking <laughs> about, it. Yeah, it was getting, Degrees, uh-huh. like, negative <laughs> ten degrees like uh-huh. you wake up it's negative thirty you know it says it's zero but it feels like negative thirty mm-hmm. because the wind is moving at fifteen miles an hour. you know like whatever. Like, like, you're just what? like what what you just like Once it hit mean? sixty out here it I'm is like, oh, dying. So that's kinda that that's what it was but um I say a crazy story I don't know, just the drunk, drunk people, like, you know, I will go out at night to the store, try to grab just, you know, a drink, maybe you had to get some front door wood or something. And you just see, like, on the way there, I remember it was like these two white dudes, they was fighting in the middle of the street, like whole fighting, uh, ripping each other's shirts, really? kind of like fighting in the street. And I was just like, oh my God, you know, like, clutching, my, you, purse. clutching, you, you, me, clutching
1: you, my purse, like, you know, <laughs> clutching <laughs> my purse, like shit. Watching my imaginary
2: doors, <laughs> yeah. like shit. I get to the store, I'm like, okay, I can get my shit, I walk back down, they just hugging each other,
1: brother, man, I love you, man, so, I love you, and I'm just like, bro, Crazy!
2: Bro. It was a matter of like, literally I wasn't even in the store that long, bro. I was in the store like five minutes. I mean, it was it was right like, what do you think they was fighting over? I don't know. I know stupid you, shit, a like, or some stupid shit. Some <laughs> stupid shit, bro. You smoked my jewel, bro. I know you uh, smoked yeah, the rest of yeah, my
1: jewel. Some stupid shit. <laughs> right. Another time I was smoking in the back
2: of my homie's apartment because we was having a little kickback at his apartment and I was smoking outside and this white dude was super drunk. It was late at night and he just came to me like, he was like, where, where am I supposed to go? He was like asking me, like, I was like, like, you know, like uh, in a spy movie, the mayor talks to the people, you know, in the superhero or whatever, you know. So he asked me, like, where am I supposed to go? Like, what am I supposed to do? He asked me, I'm like, I don't know you. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> And I'm just like, he, he keeps asking me, where, where do I go? What do I do? I'm like, bro, all right, bro, walk, go, go over here. I was like, look, you see that, that, that street right there? Go, go straight over there. Just walk over there. Like, it was far away from, you know, I was trying to get him away from yeah, he like, like, Bruh, I went up, I come back down, and This man is climbing the brick wall that was in front of where I pointed to, but he could've walked around it, but he's I literally climbing the, the wall. But it's, it's like, away, he's though. on top of the brick wall, though, and if he falls, he's gonna hurt himself. And I'm like, what the? I, I feel hella bad. You him. told him to do it, bruh. I you knew somebody was, it was helping you. him down. It was but you you I was somebody me. out there helping him down, but I was like, bruh, these people are nuts. <laughs> like, I didn't tell him to climb the wall, I just told him to go to the other street. I was trying to get him away from me. I wasn't trying to like, this man yeah. went. Yeah. Climb the wall. I'm like, I didn't realize <laughs> he was gonna do that. I was like, why would you climb like, the wall? It's a brick wall, wall too. It's yeah. not like it wasn't no fence. It was, it was, it was, was like he just hopped the fence. and It <laughs> was a brick wall. You break my brick. I'm like, I I'm like, bro, how are you climbing this wall right now? Spider Man like. But yeah. so I knew got superpowers when they drunk. I'm so pissed I know, get my superpowers. That's like, how uh, <laughs> the the they colonize the world. They just drank <laughs> hella liquor. <leader, is> <laughs> you know how I crack it. <laughs> like it's the crack kids just like, fuck, superpowers. let's <laughs> rage, bro. <laughs> let's <laughs> rage, bro. <laughs> 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 let's <laughs> race, bro. <laughs> you know, they be
0: jumping off the <laughs> yeah, goddamn. Go, go, don't be shit running into my god, I'm this shit. I think I have one. I'm still pissed I get my superpowers uh, this new year. Oh, yeah. Whoever put that
1: story out just killed my dream. I was ready. To, it. You know, I was ready to <laughs> fuck some white
0: people over, man. I was yeah. ready. to yeah, fuck was me. ready.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Disturb the peace.
1: No I just wanted to man. Right, <laughs> Something, man. God, yeah, All right, man. Let's let's get into the music, man. Let's. Yeah, what's good? <laughs> what's, what's going on with your new album? Tell the people about it. Uh, my new project is called Save the Day.
2: <laughs> uh, it's just eight songs. Um, I don't know. I feel like. Musically, I, it's been a minute. I've, I've been working on music for a long time. This is like maybe year six or seven for me um, But I just feel like I've been trying to perfect my sound and just make it something that I'm super proud of and happy with uh, so I feel like I've got it to that point but This project was like I was looking at my collection of songs and I didn't want to drop a super long project because the last project I dropped was just like five songs so it was like eight songs so I was just like which eight songs really like slap the hardest right mm-hmm. now and I just put those on the project and so that's what this is save the day and it's save the day because I just feel like it's not a lot of real shit and when I say real shit I just mean people actually being authentic musically like not making choices because other people made them you know what I mean not like you. really making music because you feel like it sounds good to you not just making music because it that's what's hot right now yeah. you know what i mean yeah. so like that's why i saved the day because i feel like this is some music that's genuine it's real music When i'm telling you real music i mean like instrumentation i mean like production like drew is a beast with it like mm-hmm. yeah. crazy oh, oh, production. It, you yes. know but i also like i went to school in wisconsin for art and it was a hip-hop art scholarship so i had like hell homies who made mm-hmm. music out there um and i have homies who play like saxophone and different instruments who I always send my music to, so they're all over the project. And You know, just a lot of live instrumentation, a lot of uh, just real, real music, real vibes. You know, talking about something, but also having fun and chilling, you know? Yeah, I didn't tell you, you, and Drew got well
0: wild chemistry <coughs> in the studio, right? That collaboration is always fine, you know what I'm saying? What's uh, How did y'all chemistry uh, get so good in the studio? Because y'all feed off each other really good. I I y'all push know. each other too, sonically. <laughs> yeah, I
2: don't know. I mean I first met Drew through my homie Mac. Um, and Mac was Mac is an artist too, he's super mm-hmm. dope. Yeah, shout out Mac for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's my brother. But he put me around like one time it was like a session. Um hmm. it's wood. My bad, I had a lot <laughs> I never hit it. Hits wood. <laughs> so uh, there was a session and it was Mac. Mac had a session, but he had Spence, Drew, um, Mikos, the homie Andrew Bareford, and Bach all in the session with him, like producing and mm-hmm. chilling beats and all that type of shit. Right. So I had went with him, but I was coming back home over the summers. I was still in this when I was in college, so I was only coming back home over the summers. So I wasn't able to, like, really make relation, like network as well as I would if I was really living out here, you know what I mean? um and so i had new drew because you know i had heard all the shit he had been putting out with wade and all that shit, uh the the summer in the town and uh no that was spence but i mean him and wade had a project I know they had a song town town back or with town shit back yeah <laughs> that's my shit but uh but you know they <laughs> so had, had a wrong shit wrong when i was in college so, yeah. Sure. Yeah. shout out spence too that's my yeah. brother Yeah. um but yeah so i just remember being at that session and every beat they played I would just start writing verses to but I wasn't like you know I wasn't like trying to get on to every song Like I was just mm-hmm. rapping like you know I'm in the studio with my homie he writing songs like I I don't just if I'm going to the studio, I'm not just gonna sit there and stare at you and look at the wall and wait for the song to be done like even <laughs> if I'm not on the song I'm gonna write, if he's making a beat I'm gonna write a whole verse to it like just cuz you know what I mean for the yeah. moment so I was in there I mean I knew Spence, I knew Bach uh, I knew Andrew like I knew a couple people who was in there, so it wasn't like I just meeting all these people the first time But that was the first time I mm-hmm. had really had face-to-face interaction with Drew and then we set up a session uh, And he came to my dad's house, and then we made some music And then I went back to school, but the music we made like we liked the song so much It was his first song on my last project, shake the scene uh, called hold me back and We liked the song so much that he was like, oh, let's just do an EP and then uh, I had come back home for the winter break or whatever, and Mac was living in Vegas, and so I, me and him drove out to Vegas for my birthday, which is in January, and so we drove out to Vegas, and then we Drew was in L.A., so we drove to L.A. after Vegas, and, uh, I was just with Drew for like a day. like Literally, we had from like 8 a.m. to like 3 a.m. Well, <laughs> and all we day. just made the whole shape the scene project. That yeah, first project That's we dropped last one day. Pretty much, like, like we made like three uh, songs. We had one song thin. already, so we made three songs yeah. that day. Uh, made well, we made like four songs, but like three that were on the project. One, the one with Elu, the one with Mac, and then one of one of them was my own. Um, and then a couple songs that did make the project, but we made, and then and then I had made another, the pump fake song, that was like, I had made in Wisconsin, but that was with a Drew beat as well. Um, but that was like the first time we really had locked in, and we made hella music in one day, uh, and we was just live, ever since then, yeah. we just been like, okay, we're just gonna keep making music, and right. I fuck with Drew because he just wanna make good music, you know what I mean? And I'm so, the same way, like, I just wanna make good art, I've always been an artist, you know what I mean? So I always like just love the creation, like, and I'm gonna treat it with respect. You know, I'm not just okay. putting shit out just to put it out. I'm not just making shit just to make it, I'm not just saying shit just to say it, you know what I mean? So it's just a different type of relationship. And then, yeah, me and Drew just got close every time when I was coming back home. And then ever since I've been back home, we just been, we've been hanging out. Homie, my little sister be hanging out with his kids. Like, we, it's just,
1: you know, family so now. That's it's a like, so sure. vibe. That's what you need though, especially like, when you talk about trying to build your camp, or like even for you like finding a sound, definitely, like you, you know what I'm saying. Like, definitely. what was that like over the last couple of years for you? Like, how was that process been? Finding my sound, F- finding a sound, building, just building. You I would
2: like say, I, I mean, it was a lot. I mean, when I, when I first started making music, and I, so I was doing poetry, like I said, right? I was doing poetry up I got to high school, got to college. That's what got me to college. But then when I got to college. I realized that there was a ceiling with the poetry shit and it was like i had to make a transition so it's like with the poetry shit the way the, the way i was doing it at the time was slam poetry you know what i mean so it's like competition based you performing right it's not necessarily all about the page poet poem it's more about the performance and the you know how you get it across to the audience and you getting scored on it and all of this but slam poetry is always is, more popular for young people, youth, than it is for adults. You know what I mean? Like, performance aspect. Like, you know, like yeah. people, when I was young, when I was doing the, the youth stuff, I was out there, man, it was 3,000 people in the audience, like, to come hear some young people, spit some poems. And then I, when I got older, and I got on, and people was like, oh, that was Youth Poet Laureate, I featured at one of the Oakland Adult Slams. It was like an audience that seated three hundred, and it was maybe one hundred fifty people there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And all the poets was not like, not no offense to anybody, but all the poets, they wasn't looking like they was fine, doing the best financially. You know what I mean? They didn't like they was having the time of their life. So it wasn't as nice as you, bro. No, no, it <they> wasn't. <laughs> no, man. It's not that they wasn't as nice to me. They was raw. Their poems was raw. It was some of the dopest poems I ever heard. But they wasn't necessarily like successful and only doing that you know what i mean like it wasn't like they was making a living off their poems and so then my other homies who had been successful off poetry they took it a different route like my friend shanaka she started writing plays and she started writing screenplays and screenwriting you know hella shit moved now she's writing on stove, you know like uh david and then they started writing movies and making music and all this other stuff so it's like you can do it and you can take that, but you just have to take it in a different way of It's not slam poetry. It's not just going to be the end-all, be-all. You know what I mean? So when I got to college, I'm like, all right, I got to figure out what I want to do. And uh, for, for the program I got into, it's called First Wave. It's a hip hop art scholarship program. So it's the only program like this in the country. But they give you a full tuition scholarship if you're like, basically, they're looking for people of color who do hip hop art, so you rap, mm-hmm. poetry, sing, uh, dance. Visual art, all that shit, like uh, all the five pillars of hip hop, like you know what I mean. So that's like the main, that's the focus of the program. So like basically, I got into that program, and it's like people from all around the country are in your cohort. So we had like fourteen people in the cohort. Uh, A couple of us were from the Bay. There was some homies from Chicago, homies from uh, Atlanta, homies from Florida, DC, Texas. Uh, New York, you know, everybody's in different places, you know what I mean? So when, when I first got there, we had to do, like, because I got in the program, we had to be out there the whole summer. So, like, the first summer, like, before the first semester of my freshman year, you know what I mean? We had to be out there and take, like, a full semester of classes in the summer just so that we could get acquainted to what college is like and so that when we got on the campus and it was 30,000 white people there, we wasn't deer in the headlights, you know what I mean? So yeah. we was there and it was like the campus was mostly empty and the program that we were in was mostly people of color as well, so it was like, it was getting us acclimated to college and the classes yeah. were hard, but it wasn't like That's as stressful and overwhelming. Crazy. You know what and I mean? Crazy. So we was there the whole yeah. summer, there 14 of us, me and the, and like we all poets, most of us was all poets at the time. And we just like, one of the homies had a studio in the part, in the spot, in his dorm room, so. Uh, my homie Jali, he got this brand called Rocka from Chicago. Shout out Rocka, Shout out Jali. Rocka, Rocka, Rock, uh, Jali. Uh, Jali had the studio in the in the dorm room, so we just start making music all the time. Man, we just made hella music. And we started a group called Residents, the Residents, we looked outside and we was walking outside smoking, and we seen we was in the trip Residence Hall when we was staying. So we called ourselves whatever. the Residents. And we was just rapping, six of us, you know, yeah. uh, making beats, rapping all that shit. Oh, so you was producing too. Um, well, we was all making the beats together, and you know, yeah. like, cause at the time, you know, when you first start rapping, you don't know, like, you you having YouTube beats, uh, and yeah. after like a while, you get tired of yeah. that shit. You're like, damn, I'm not I can't just put out YouTube beats. Bro. it's going gonna be mad at me unless it's a free beat. But this beat already got a hundred thousand views, so everybody know what this beat from. So right. you know, you want to hit people, but then people like, well, it costs money to. Rap on my beats, but I'm like I'm trash right now. I'm not trying to pay money to be <laughs> trash over here. You know, I'm like I'm not trying to be like we just trying to just start So I mean, we're to, we just starting rapping making our own beat. We had Logic, we had the Logic crack. We started teaching each other how to Man, no, no, make beats crack. on Logic. But it was like a lot. It was like uh, six of us, so it was like two girls and four dudes um, in the group, and we just was like making hell of music. Uh, we a couple of us teaching each other how to. Make beats on Logic, um, just like oh yo, this one I found out how to do this but I found like we all was didn't know have no like nobody taught us how to do it, but we was just finding out. We was teaching ourselves and then going to tell each other like so. One person would be like oh I found out how to sample, and then you know he'll tell everybody, and then we would all be like all right this is how we sample now, and then somebody would be like oh look I found some new sounds, and he'll send them to everybody, and we all like okay, we got some you know what I mean. So like it was just like that to where we really learned how to do it, and then it was like we was just able to consistently do it together for a minute and then once i realized i was putting more energy into that than everybody else not necessarily like i was doing everything i'm not saying that you know what i mean but i just realized i was putting a lot of energy into it and not everybody else was putting as much energy as i was and i was like damn i should just do this for myself as opposed to trying to Hold everybody else yeah. to this standard, you know what That's I mean? Never, it's like, you know, because it's like not everybody wants to really do this. This was like something we started just to have fun, you know what I mean? So I decided, you know, so I decided to start doing my own music. Um, and we all started, we all decided to really start doing our own shit. So it was like, but those were the people who really got me into making music, and that was like that summer was like really how I started rapping and shit. Um, And then being in that program, man, everybody in that program was just raw ass rappers. Like uh, my homie, he went by Lord of the Fly at the time and he was getting like 20,000 videos on YouTube and shit at the time. It was amazing, you know, like crazy. And like now he goes by Groupthink and he's like an indie artist and shit. He's raw as fuck too, Mm he's hella raw, but you know, but it was like, you know, but they was like rappers. They was raw and they was all older than us. So we would just be like staying at their houses. You know, we had to stay at the dorms the first year, and they had a little off-campus apartment. So we'd stay with them for the weekends or whatever, rap with them, and just you know really learn how to make music. Um, And so throughout all school, I was just working with them. Uh, My homie, uh, his name's Daniel, Daniel uh, Decap, that's what I call him, Daniel Kaplan. Uh, You go by groupthink now. But he he had um, a band, him and the homies, uh, had a band, in my homie Nate France, he plays sax on my shit now. Uh, Sean Avery, he's an artist from uh, Phoenix, and uh, EJ, uh, my homie, he's from where is it? Illinois. But all the homies, they had a band and they was just playing, it's called Me and You. They was playing hella shows everywhere. And then they did like this program my junior year of college, my third year. I did like four and a half years. But my third year of college, they did this program where they were basically helping the artists in the scholarship program in the first wave, because they was all in the scholarship program too. They was just like, we're gonna basically executive producer project, you know what I mean? So yeah. they we had a studio club, so they would take us to the studio, help us with like production and teaching us how to really make the music and all that type of stuff. You know what I mean? So that's just impressive right there. Yeah, it was right. perfect. And at the time I was working on a project It was called Skylore, um, and I had dropped it with them. But like basically like, I made all the beats for it and everything and it was ready like I had like hell 10 songs and we just like literally they just put it live instrumentation on everything, taught me how to put the bass on key and okay, now you if you if you, you can't sing the hook like that, you gotta sing it this way because it's not on key that way. It's gonna sound Where's you know, that? just it's all that type of shit. Uh Pop? nah, I took that shit all the way down like that oh, shit. You know, right. now, not, that was not just you know that was a yeah, BK. Right. It, was, it wasn't that I wasn't fucking with it. I just knew it wasn't like something that up to
0: your standard? Yeah, it
2: wasn't up to my standard for me. I knew a lot of people mm-hmm. really liked it. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry to y'all who fucked with it. I love mm-hmm. y'all for fucking <laughs> uh, but it wasn't necessarily what I wanted to put out there yeah. as myself. Uh, because at the time I was going by Heru um and then Ru, and then then I switched to Basi once I really got to like the level where I was like, damn, I should just do this under like, my own name. So <laughs> you know, but yeah, Heru did the Egyptian yeah, yeah, guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh so yeah, that was just kind of how I got into Really making music and figuring out how I wanted this sound and then ever since I worked with them I was like I need live instrumentation on all my shit. I need like Good production. I can't be the only one driving the production <laughs> Cause I was so, I was producing for myself, but then my computer crashed dope. And once my computer crashed I was like fuck yeah, I just gotta find producers now So that's how I looked for producers and I had other homies who produced uh, out here But then I didn't have homies who produced in Wisconsin So then mm-hmm. I had my friend uh I met this home, this dude, Byrav, homie out in Wisconsin, and this is right before I started making a project with me and you, but with him, with Byrav, he was just the homie. He was from uh, New Jersey, and he's like, you know, Indian cat, super dope. That's really like one of my brothers. But he, we would just make music all the time. He would just produced hella songs for me out in Wisconsin. So, you know, we shot videos together. We hell did, we did this project called Son of the Moon. I think it's still out actually on sound on uh, Spotify. Hey, A few of these products you got. No, know, that was on yeah. Spotify right now. Okay. But that was in like 2017. Um it's, but uh it's old Bossy, like very old, but it's, it's, it's still raw though, it's still tight. But it's just, you know, I wasn't fully into where I'm at now, but it was like just me learning how to make the music. I feel like it yeah. took me a minute to really learn how to do it to where like every song I make I know, it, I, I know it sounds good. You know what I mean. Like even if I don't not like the song like that, I know how to make it sound good. Like I, at first, when you first start making music, it's like, oh yeah, I can rap over a beat, like for sure. <laughs> but it's different when you got to make it sound good. You know what I mean? <laughs> like even when I was writing poetry, like I couldn't write raps well at all when I made the first transition because like I would just be off beat. I'd be too many syllables. You know not riding the beat well not in pocket all that shit and then my dad he used to rap in the 90s and stuff so i remember one time for spring break my freshman year of college my dad told me he was like you want me to tell you a secret i was like yeah yeah my bad i'm giving this up i'm sorry Uh, he was like he was like it's all math rapping is all math everything is math and then he was like you just got to know how many syllables you got it's a four count so you got to fit it in the four count you know what i mean and your breath and your syllables gotta fit in that four count so what I started doing was writing my raps on a blank piece of paper so I would have a sketchbook and you know I was a design maker so I always have to like write draws draw shit and you know mm-hmm. so I just write my raps in my sketchbook and I would literally just number the syllables over the vertical axis or whatever and then I would number the bars on the long side and then uh, really dice I would figure shit. it out yeah. so i would be like okay this line has eight Syllables. So this next one needs eight syllables, or it can have six, or it can have twelve. Like it can match the. It has to be even though, but I have to put it in. You know. So it just. It, it's right. not necessarily like you niggas think you love yeah. rap, nigga. Right. It's, it's right. not. necessarily niggas think you love rap, nigga. <laughs> this
0: nigga aligned his syllables in. I'm just saying because then
2: then you got to think, okay, the breaths also take a place of the syllable. So if I have to take a breath here, that's another syllable that, so you know what I mean? I could do nine and take a breath in it and so it could make it 10. You know what I mean? So it's like just different okay. shit like that. Uh, but I bad. did that yeah. for a minute. I did that for like a year oh. maybe when I was in school and first when I was really first started writing raps, I would just always have all these raps with hella numbers up and down and all that shit. But then it was just like, bro, this shit's too much to look at when I'm recording. It was like, oh, I'm tripping over it because oh, I have oh, cross outs oh, and shit. Yeah. I'm like, bro, I need to put this back in my phone so it's clean and I could just read it. <laughs> so I just switched back to my phone once I really felt like I got it. But that's how I really started learning how to ride the beat and really know, okay, this is the beat. Because every four count is different. You know, every four count is at a different pace because every tempo is, you know, beating. But if you stick to the four count and you fit everything in that four count, it's, it's easy, like, in terms of just knowing where to put the words, how to come up with the words, that's a whole different
1: thing. But mm-hmm. knowing where to put them, that's how I figured that shit. That's real good. You the key. That's, that's real, real good. I'm like, bro, like you make like good music, and it also sounds good. Meaning, like you know, you got the words, mm-hmm. but like it sounds good. Damn, like <laughs> I see good.
0: what you doing. Exactly. <laughs> it's but but that's, that's all, all, that all I
1: You know,
2: and that's just the writing science. Like yeah. it's a whole nother musical science that I'm not super into so that's why i have drew you know, yeah, know, play, drew thing, you know? before Man. we uh,
0: get out of yeah. here i really want to get into your brand and i see it's really cohesive with your vision you know i'm saying it's all really one one uniform thing what, what was your uh, motivation and your inspiration behind it?
2: um i don't know i just i just feel like branding is super important and i feel like self-ownership ownership is super important mm-hmm. so i knew like Another reason I wanted to do the fashion design because I know I always wanted to like make music. You know, like when I was doing that shit all throughout college, I say like, I basically double majored in rapping. because mm-hmm. That's what I was doing it with half my time. So it. it was like, really I knew, okay, if I'm gonna make music, you can't really sell music, but you can sell clothes yeah. to the people who listen to your music, mm-hmm. you know? That's you can sell music. That's not like, that's you can sell music, but at the same time, it's harder to sell music and you have to have like, a, you have to have a following, you have to have like certain things you gotta do to really be able to make money off of music mm-hmm. um, by yourself as independently, unless you sign like some type of deal. And even if you sign a deal or you have a deal with somebody, it's still, you're not gonna get 100% of the revenue off that music, you gotta bust it down from all the contributors mm-hmm. and everything that's going on with it. So the clothes, I can make all the money off of it. and you know. Mm-hmm. I really just do that, and I know how to do that, and I just feel like it's easier for people to buy into something when you are selling something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not selling the music because I want to make the music for myself. I don't want to make the music for money. I can make you
1: close, but you're ready. Yeah, and uh, and it's some jiggy shit. You know, smooth, you know? Come see y'all soon. Make a little, like, yeah, you make a, a lifestyle. You, you know like, what I'm saying? Exactly. It's a your brand is strong, though, bro. Like, no cap. Like, you no, gotta add it. Like, yeah, that's Yep, that's this. And are you releasing your new no, stuff with, like, Text Me Records, or is it? Okay. Yep, I'm dropping with Text Me.
2: I fuck with Text Me. Text Me's super lit. We just do like project deals, so oh. we just it's super dope. It's not yeah. like, you know, it's not super caught up and heady. It's just nice place and cool. they handle shit for me. So that's I cool. fuck with text me and we always do good shows and just like family. Like, you know, just, it's good to have a network of people who are able to look out for you mm-hmm. and not having to do shit with everybody. all like not having to do shit by yourself all the time. That's yeah. the best. Um, having other people's energy involved with it, especially good people's energy, not necessarily just anybody's energy, you know, because art is still super personal. Especially for me, like I write the shit for myself. I don't necessarily write it for everybody. So like I should be super glad when people fuck with it, but I listen to this shit for months. I I have song. I have over a hundred songs. If you go to my Apple Music, it's maybe it's less than twenty of them. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like this shit really is what I listen to. It's my mantras. It's like. Is really what helps me get my therapy out and everything so it's like it's, it's when I want to involve other people with it it has to be that same kind of reciprocal energy it's not necessarily a one-way thing you know it's not a it's not a transactional relationship mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah. so that's why that's even why I do all the clothes and I do all my own graphic design and stuff like that because I try to take the transactional relationships out of it like that's why I work with Drew because that's really my brother like I really hang out with him I really, like, I know him, I know his family, mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, that's the homie. So it's like, I really, I value that shit, especially when it comes to my art because creation and, like, when you bring bringing something into the world that's part of you and you're going to leave it, it really says something about you. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you want to really leave something that's going to, like, leave a mark and, like, tell everybody who you are, why you're here, what you're doing, what you're trying to say. Yeah. Um, but also give the real truth and not leave nothing behind. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not one side to every story, but if you're going to tell your own story, you got to make it as truthful as possible. And that's just what comes with it, just having integrity about who you work with, how you work with them, all that type of stuff. That shit was powerful, bro. It's all about creation. Right. Right. When,
1: we, when we talk about creation, hit you with some lightning facts, though. So what's the what's top shit that you would be like from a clothing perspective that you would like, a textile that you would work with? a textile or yeah. like you mean like a brand or like, not, I just, like it could be a brand like like, like textile like a material, material like
2: the top material I really like <coughs> no. jeans I like yeah. denim I really like denim I want to get more into denim like that's really what I want to do I want to like I would work for like a denim brand or something like that mm-hmm. for a year or so just like because so, like, I, yeah. I have my own pattern for jeans mm-hmm. I make some jeans. <laughs> I know how to make jeans and shit but like I really want to get into that and like learn more about jeans so I say good mm-hmm. For sure. Okay. If yeah. you can have anybody as your bodyguard
1: right now, who would it be? Mike Tyson or <laughs> OJ Simpson? Mike. Bro. For sure. Mike Tyson. You didn't see the goddamn. I don't know. Fucking OJ This nigga OJ has no soul, man. Yeah, but no, no. Mike Tyson said he
2: would eat your children. Oh,
1: yeah, that's a little different. he eat a little different. OJ Simpson killed two
2: people and got away with it.
1: Eating your children? But Mike
2: Tyson is Mike Tyson. Come on. Yeah, he did buy the. He has a tiger. Mike Tyson don't got to do, man. You got to give me the tiger. Yeah. I don't know if he still got the tiger, but
1: he He got pitches. He got something. He he, he got the right hook. (laughs) Top top. Top top artist inspiration right
2: now. Top artist inspiration. Sheesh right Um, now that's hard. Um (laughs) I don't know. I would say I'll give you like a couple. I'll say, if we talking like all time, I really love Erica Badu, and I love Prince. Um, You know, I really love them. If we talking just like in the moment, I really love Boogie from, uh, what's it called, Compton, LA. And I really love Kendrick, of course, you know what I mean? and you know, all the regulars for sure, everybody doing their thing for sure, so I would say those are my top art decorations, uh, and Mac, Mac for sure, yeah, right, that's my brother,
1: that's my brother. <laughs> best, best day brother. ever, we just, you know, not Mac Miller, but I fuck with Mac Miller too, I fuck with Mac Miller too, rest in peace Mac Miller, I mean, I made my brother Mac from the East, uh, but also Mac Miller too, I
2: really fuck with Mac Miller for sure. <laughs> But I definitely met my brother Mac when he's still alive, so shout out to him, but also R. B. Mac Miller, you know, my bad, my bad. I was like, that's to meet Mac. I was like, oh, he's Mac Miller. I was like, oh, shit. Not Mac Miller, but I do like Mac Miller. Uh, Yeah. But, you know, I I really, I think um, it's so much like, it's so hard to be like, that one inspiration because it's, it's just so many moments, you know what I mean? It's so many moments that make you make a decision to like make some music or like to try to actually be good at making some music, you know what I mean? So, like, I would say Jay Z, when I was in what seventh grade, I went to the Jay Z concert Blue three Tour, you know what I mean? Yeah, I remember he put the rock up in the whole stadium, it was at HP Pavilion. Oh, my god guy but he would perform like it was the recorded song. Like it wasn't just mm-hmm. like, you know, it wasn't just like the. It, it wasn't was just rock? the audience. Right. It was like everything was fluid. It sounded just like the recorded version.
1: Mm-hmm. That's hard to do, you know. Yeah. Like,
2: oh shit. <laughs> and it wasn't like the That's back. Hard. It wasn't playing in the back when he stopped rapping. Hit the the shit stopped rapping. It wasn't like he was just was you know, He album. was rapping that shit, and it sounded just like. And I was like, bruh, this is crazy. Like, this is raw, you know what I mean? So right. like, definitely, uh, of course, the greats, you know what I mean? Oh, so. uh, I remember one time I opened up for Most death when so I was I like was 13, that. it was, I did a poem before he did like a set. He bought his own mic. Like, it was like, you know, the old school mics with the slits in them? Right. It was <laughs> like an orange one, candy right. apple oh, looking. God. I was like, I wanna do that.
0: What? You know, that's 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 was hard. It's you know, really
2: hard. You know, I seen Talib Bali perform mm-hmm. in Houston just to get by at this festival my dad threw. Um, I met him, and that was just, that, that was fire. Talib is always, funny. you know. Uh, and, and I seen him perform in LA too, like that song. Mm-hmm. But that song, that. Yeah, that's my shit. That's Fuck with it.
0: Well, shit My, my name, name is uh, last one. My name is Bossy, and I'm a motherfucking <laughs> boss. <laughs> big
2: Bossy, I don't know. Yeah. Big, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah. a motherfucking up, boss, I don't know. I don't know I'm a motherfucking legend. Hello, that's Hello. what I'm talking about. Hey. <laughs> Let's do it. We're
0: right. we gonna get a cloud couch challenge. We're gonna need to say cloud couch as many times as you can in 10 seconds.
2: All right, who's counting? <laughs> oh, she is. Okay, okay, All right. All right. You gotta let me know when to start ready i'm gonna be like the halloween dance i'm going cloud 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 cloud
1: cloud cloud
2: cloud 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 cloud
1: cloud 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 couch that's it. Poor Damn. <laughs> Oh, I That's yours. Why you hey, get to that number hey, three or four?
2: You five, the, five. Five. I'm like, oh. wow. Man. Like, oh, wow. Man. Who, man. Who's the Who's the most? Who, who got to the highest? Oh, I, I think just, maybe I think Fendi P got out. I, I, I think that's the Fendi most. Like, Fendi
0: P was trying. Like she got to get him out, too. I feel like this
1: man saucy. Okay, okay, okay. I'm just like, somebody said like, 30? I'm like, all right, like I'm like, all right, I can't do it.
2: Yeah, so I I said that's how to get Shit, man. We appreciate you coming through. Yes, you know. man. Great, man. You know, yes, sir. I appreciate y'all having me. It was great, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. you where they can find you at, you know what I'm saying? Apple go, Music, bossymusic.com, uh, Spotify, um, everywhere. You know, East Oakland. Yay. Look out yeah. the sky. You'll find me. I'm trying to save the day, big bassy. You got these things, man. Cloud Cloud. Yes, sir. I'm the one spreading my wings. You don't want to say my
0: name. I'm the one doing my thing.